what did you eat for breakfast? Nothing. Probably juice. Probably juice is all I had for breakfast. Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 113. This episode, I'm joined by Indie Week founder and director of marketing development Canada for CD Baby, Daryl Herz. Daryl talks about the upcoming Indie 101 conference that will be happening April 20th through the 24th, about Indie Week and Screen by Screen, as well as his experience working for CD Baby on their global team. We also hear about how Daryl got into music and some of the amazing experiences he's had while traveling the globe. This upcoming event is definitely a must-attend for indie musicians and is extremely affordable, especially considering the amount of education and networking opportunities available during the conference. I've already bought my ticket, so I hope to see many of you online for the event, and all the info is linked in the show notes of the episode. This episode is not sponsored by Indie 101 or CD Baby. I just think with all the feedback I've been getting from various guests about Indie Week and Indie Weekly, as well as my own experience with the CD Baby conference, whenever there's an opportunity to learn more about the industry, I'm all over it. And anyone looking to make a living through their music or increase the effectiveness of what they're already doing really owes it to themselves to expand their knowledge and push themselves. Not only that, but as I mentioned, my own experience at the CD Baby Conference was extremely positive. I came away with a lot of friends, colleagues, etc. And I really feel that networking and making connections not only leads to good business opportunities, but just having more friendships in your life based on music and having that common thread, at least for me, is super, super important. This episode is sponsored by Ignite Your Music Career. You may remember in episode 90, I chatted to Craig Dodge about sync licensing and how he makes a living through writing music for TV, video games, and film. Musicians all over the world subscribe to Ignite Your Music Career and earn more royalties, more upfront sync fees, and more recurring revenue from their music. Whether you're a composer, singer-songwriter, band, beatmaker, or instrumentalist, your music can be earning you more money. Internationally acclaimed composer, musician, and music educator Craig Dodge has licensed his music in more than 1,000 TV show episodes, films, video games, and ads all over the world, and he will show you how you can too. Ignite gives you the information you need in a simple, accessible format, and you learn at your own pace. For just $6 a month, you get a video lesson each week on topics related to music licensing, from writing techniques to how to find your markets, and everything in between. You also get tools and activities to build the skills you need to be successful, and each lesson includes a royalty-free sound pack to download and use in your own music. The key to success in the music business today is to diversify your sources of revenue. Ignite will show you how. 
For more information or to subscribe to Ignite, visit the website at terrace-studios.com or click the link on musiconyourownterms.com. You may have heard in previous episodes that I'm following the course myself, and I'm finding it to be really easy to follow, but very interesting and engaging. I think Craig does a fantastic job of laying out each individual subject, but stays on point so you don't get sidetracked and go off in a different direction. Each lesson is its own subject, and it's very clear what's being talked about. Like I said, easy to understand. I highly recommend it. And for me, it's great to be able to share something like this that'll help musicians, especially during COVID. It's really important to find alternative ways of supporting yourself through music. And I think sync licensing is an extremely powerful way to do that. So go check it out. If you enjoy the podcast, there are a couple of ways you can show your support. Go to the store at store.musiconyourownterms.com and buy some merch. And at the same time, sign up for the mailing list to stay connected. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to get extra content you won't find anywhere else. And finally, head over to Podcast Magazine's website at podcastmagazine.com forward slash hot 50 and vote for Music on Your Own Terms in their Hot 50 monthly chart. On with the interview. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Daryl Herz of Indie Week. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. I'm really excited to be here and uh, always good to chat with you. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And you're also the uh, Director of Marketing Development Canada for CD Baby as well. That's correct. That's correct. That's uh, awesome. Wear a cu- couple hats and keeps me busy and uh, keeps me lively, that's for sure. That's great. I had the pleasure of uh, doing uh, CD Baby um, in Austin in 2019. Really bummed it hasn't happened the last couple of years. And it's, they ju- I think they just announced this year it's going to be virtual. So Yeah. And, and in fact, I was in Austin uh, 2019 as well. It was a great mm. time. It and, was uh, a good, very good one. Yeah, um, so. and, and we were gearing up last year, and then of course had to, you know, cancel because of COVID. And uh, we actually had some uh, talks just recently about, you know, what what it's going to look like this year. So mm. uh, more news to come. Awesome, that sounds cool. Um, so yeah, we're, we're here to talk about Indie Week and uh, your new event, Indie One Hundred and One. So if you wouldn't mind starting with that and you know telling us all about it. For sure. So Indie One Hundred and One actually was the name of our conference when we did in-person Indie Week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last year, we did online Indie Week, and and instead of having two brands, because Indie Week was kind of the whole festival, because we'd normally have 240-plus bands playing in lots of venues in downtown Toronto and a conference. So uh, last year, we did Indie Week online, and that was a conference. And so we're back with another conference, and we went with the Indie 101 uh, brand name. And it's really about education and knowledge on how to like taking a song from the creation of it but getting it to market so think distribution producing publishing rights royalties marketing social media all that kind of stuff and how to make money off of it uh so it's it's literally programmed in a way to take it from the first initial creation point all the way to release and uh i'm really excited about it because you know this is something for the artists. It's something for indie labels, managers, and, and you know, we're in a weird time, man. And like COVID is like, mm. we thought we might be out of it by now. We're not. And uh, you know, the, the best thing that I've seen is people coming together online as a community and helping each other and sharing knowledge and collaborating. And we're just trying to 
help push that message along as as we do these online events. Absolutely. So bearing in mind that, you know, obviously COVID's, you know, ex- extended its own welcome and it's it's way past its, you know, subway date, I guess. Um, how much of the course matter has kind of uh, pivoted towards alternative streams of income and, and doing things differently than, you know, the standard touring, uh, you know, album touring cycle kind of kind of deal? Overall, quite a fair bit. I mean, so we did run Indie Week in November last year, and we've also actually run another conference already called Screen by Screen. That was mm-hmm. in February, and that was about music and tech, which included AI, VR, and, of course, live streaming and uh, virtual merch. Mm-hmm. And we also do, every Tuesday, a live session uh, called Indie Weekly, Indie and Weekly, it allows yeah. us to be nimble, and it allows us to kind of react to what's the hot topic right now and what's the mm-hmm. interest. So. For instance, uh, just this week we had Gig Life Pro from Asia talking about how to get into the Asian market, but also a little bit what's happening there in the tech world. And it, it's it is an interesting time. It's wild west right now. Like NFTs are exploding, streaming's in every direction. Virtual merch is important. AI I'm hearing about every day now. Virtual reality is coming on strong metaverse the online pl- like world it's 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 crazy but you know it's actually exciting to be really a part of it and and try to help share that information because i think some people don't have immediate access to it and i don't think people sometimes aren't even aware of this stuff going on and like last week i learned about virtual influencers Absolutely. And it's, it's crazy, you know, that there's a lot of interesting things. Mm. So it's important to be plugged in because once we get through COVID, you don't want to be left behind. You want to be part of the futures. So I'm trying to say to people often in conversations, they are like, oh, I'm hoping it gets back to, or when it gets back to normal. And I say, how about we go forward to normal? Like what's the next normal? Let's go Mm. forward. And, And that's also part of the conversations I try to have these days. Yeah, I mean I think I think the the silver lining of covid has been uh, basically getting the old school musicians kicking and screaming into into the new tech the new technology but we're doing this interview on stuff that's been around for you know almost a decade and it's like this is the stuff that has already that ju- people just need to take advantage of and then that will push innovation to get this thing better whereas you know you know, a lot of venues I've seen have done virtual tickets in in addition to what they've already done for for attendees. I did want to uh, find out a little bit about Indie Weekly. Is that something that you can sign up for and then watch later, or is it just that dedicated time slot? Uh, for the most part, it's live at that time, and that's it. However, what we have been doing is rebroadcasting it off of our Facebook page. Um, at a different time zone on Thursday. So kind of like we do it at 4 p.m., usually uh, Eastern Standard Time, which is Toronto time. Yep. Which means all the people in Asia and Australia probably are not tuning in. Mm -hmm. So we try to rebroadcast it at a time on Thursday that helps uh, them in their sleep schedule. Because, yeah, it's it's tough to be international when... uh, uh, people are sleeping, so so yeah, we try to rebroadcast it. Absolutely. There's some plans in the future for our content, though. Like there's there's okay stuff that I can't talk about yet, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
kind of bummed, you know, I'm a bit bummed about it because it's, it's right in the middle of my workday, so I can't stop and, and watch it, which I really want to do. But um, the same question for the for the conference, is that something that you basically have to, you know, plan your days around and, and, and watch live? Or, or is if you buy the ticket, are you going to be able to kind of watch when you want to? Yeah, so that's a totally different scenario. Um, we've got a, a platform that we use, and it's really cool because mm-hmm. you you can actually access the content through the app for up to six months after. Oh wow! And then uh, the website you can like the the Whova website you can log in there and access it up to three months after. Okay. So there's people still watching our content from our previous conferences and even which was kind of interesting after screen by screen we had a couple emails asking like people asking can they still buy a ticket to watch the videos so i'm like that's a new concept post event ticketing and like Mm. we sold tickets after after it happened and uh, that was kind of interesting so yeah that's the beauty of digital though right Absolutely. As soon as we get done, I'm going to be buying a ticket because that was my one question. And uh, I'm putting this out uh, next Tuesday so, so it's ready. And I think on the website it says uh, it's $40 until April 6th. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. We, we do three steps. Um, super early bird, which is 20 bucks. Early bird, which is 40 And then the final price is 60 So like the super early bird is like the thing. And we sold out for Indie mm-hmm. 101 of our super early birds, which was really cool. That's great. It just shows a lot of interest, and, and uh, we've, we've got some really good momentum happening. But I did want to say it as well on the app, which is really cool, is you can actually connect to any attendee and speaker through the app for that longevity. So even six months later, you can be like, oh, that person that talked on that panel, they're still there. You can hit the button and email them. Mm-hmm. and direct connect. So it's great for connections. Um, and there's also a community area and people are talking all the time on there and, and you could do a meetup as well. Like you just say, Hey everybody, I want to meet up for and talk about NFTs and you know, all the other interesting people will show up. It's, it's really engaging and, you know, still new to me. Like, I mean, our first one was mm-hmm. November and it's hard to think like that feels like over a year ago already with the amount of work that's been going on. So it's it's pretty cool, and I'm I'm just like I said, I'm really glad that we're a part of what's happening online. That's fantastic. So just just to finish round out the uh, topic, what can people expect from the conference in terms of subject matter? Is there like a just basically everything, or is there like a certain tracks? Like sometimes you see these tracks th- for these conferences where you go through, and it's the recording track or it's the publishing track. Like how is this set out? It's it's been a little bit different. Like we we try to. Like I really work hard on the scheduling. So it kind of is this progression mm-hmm. through the week and and really make hard decisions on the order of our sessions right. so that it makes sense. There's an evolution that kind of happens. And and so uh, for this one, we, we're not really doing tracks um, because we just want it to really flow mm-hmm. uh, from the start to finish. And... Uh, the last day we're, we're working on having like really big sort of networking type sessions like the Saturday. What we're working towards is an hour of breakout rooms talking about songwriting and each mm. room has a songwriter. And it's kind of like you're in a room for 10 minutes and you jump to the next one. And then the next hour is going to be producers. Okay. And 
there'll be different topics like what tools do they use? What plugins do they use? How do they do remote? How do they capture their best performances? And then the last hour is online platforms. So the actual software to do remote recording. Mm. There, there's a whole range. And also there's one that's like kind of like Pokemon for music, like music discovery through an app okay. while you're w- walking around. Mm. So, so it's, it's really cool and interactive. And, and, and we find that that's something that is always in, like the most engagement and most interest with, with a lot of attendees. But yeah, we, we always really work hard on the programming, like making sure there's a flow to it. And sometimes it, like there'll be kind of a, like an overall theme for one day and then the next day and, and so on. So mm. pretty, it, it takes a lot of work to do that. I got to tell you, but uh, it works and, and we're really happy with the results so far. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the guests I have on and I ask them about the resources they'd recommend and Indie Week pops up all the time. So I'm really happy we got to chat and you, your names actually come up personally, you know, a couple of times as well. So you do, you, you seem to be going, Uh-oh. doing a really Hopefully good again. job. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a, people say, you know, check out Indie Week and, and go, go through their free stuff. And, and it's, it's a really great resource. So if you don't mind, I mean, let's find out about you and you know where you came from. What what got you into music? And do you play any instruments yourself? Um, like, what's your background? Yeah, well, it, it's weird. Like, I I think it was like grade six. I just don't know why, but I was like, I have to do something in music. Loved music, and I wanted to play guitar. And it took me three years of complaining to my mom to get guitar lessons, and I literally got really stubborn of like asking every day mom could I have guitar lessons no mom could I have guitar le-? until she said yes I just kept asking and it was funny because in junior high I, I was like oh looking at the options for courses and I'm like band okay I'm going to that and I went into it and I'm like okay I, I want to play guitar and they're like no saxophone and I'm like saxophone <laughs> no no I, I so so that didn't really work for me and uh, I went through about three guitar teachers till I found like an amazing teacher like mm. he was from the silent states and he kid you not he taught violin cello trumpet trombone flute piano bass guitar and i know i'm missing some instruments like he, wow. he taught them all and i was so lucky to have that uh because i felt by the time i got lessons i was behind and he helped catch me up because all my other friends were always already playing and I'm like just starting. I went to college for music and and I like I was in Edmonton and then I moved to Toronto because Toronto's the music hub of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's what the perception is. And uh, been in and out of bands, I've booked venues, I tour managed, helped produce albums, uh, ran a community kind of label and then I started a a festival. And it's been about I guess this would be our 19th year, I think, mm. 18, 19th year of running. You know, with last year, it's kind of a blur. Like, did it really count? It's it's really weird. And and through that, I've, I've really had a lot of experiences. We ran Indie Week in Ireland for six years. We ran it in Manchester for four. I, I basically, Ireland, I moved it to UK because it was a bigger market. And then all of a sudden, Brexit happened. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, there's too many question marks. So we started just focusing on Toronto. But through that, we've also been doing international partnerships. So we've been doing road to Indie Weeks in Brazil for about three years. And and we're looking to carry that on once COVID gets out of the way. 
and we're right now we're talking to partners in UK, in Taiwan, and also a, a, another new partnership opening up in Brazil as well. So we've grown from a very small grassroots because like when I started, it was just a hobby. Is this meant to be, hey, let's put on shows with bands. It's cool. Mm. Like I think our first year was four venues and 40 bands, something like that. And it's all Toronto, but it's grown. And, and now we're like really international. And with the online conferences and digital aspects, we're able to host conferences that focus on certain demographics and topics. So mm. like Screen by Screen was music and tech. Indie 101 is really about artist and DIY mentality in the business. And then Indie Week's mm -hmm. the hub of like everything and international and it's it's going to be really big. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's been a passion the whole time, you know. That's great. And I've always been involved kind of in the digital side. Like I guess it was around 97, I started doing uh, desktop publishing and websites was started around 99. And through that I started my own sort of freelance business and I actually ended up landing Live Nation as a client for eight years. So even on the digital side, I still was doing music work right, right. For, for Live Nation. And uh, I helped, like basically I helped launch VIP Nation for them and I rebranded the company. I actually did the logo and corporate brand mm. and uh, learned a lot about event marketing and, and how to approach the business from that side of things. So everything's kind of come together. And uh, for the last two years, I've been the marketing rep in Canada for CD Baby. And it's all coming together. It's, it's been very cool the last few years. And, and I'm really thankful. CD Baby is a great company to work for. Great people. I'm part of the international team as well. So, so the people on my team are all around the world. And, and we get to talk every week and, and see what's happening in every territory. And uh, it just translates really well with what I'm doing with Indie Week as well and vice versa. That's fantastic. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, where did you get the drive to be, you know, to to do the entrepreneurial thing? Because obviously it's not, I guess, depending on your upbringing, it, it's not necessarily natural to have the drive to, oh, I, how do I do this? How do I, I mean, entrepreneurship wasn't even in my vocabulary until my 20s, oh, sorry, 30s maybe. So like, where does that drive come from? Uh, I, you know, I, I think, I think there's a number of factors. Like I was, I was always kind of a loner for a little bit in school. And, you know, when you're, when you're learning an instrument, it's you and mm -hmm. the instrument and, and you're the one making the sound. And, uh, if you're creating a song, it's you creating the song. And then the next step is I want other people to hear the song and that's marketing it right. and promoting it. And, uh, I think it just kind of, that's, that's the initial incubation of that kind of mentality and then you know i think artists sometimes like i know myself like i worked at hmv records for a number of years and i feel that's where i learned how to do retail and, mm -hmm. and how what sells and how to sell it but i really didn't fit as an employee too well i, I just i always had my ideas and, and mm -hmm. concepts to try to push and like hey we should try it this way and they'd be like no we don't do it that way and I just really went out on a limb. I literally one day just walked in and I quit. And, and they're like, are you sure? Yeah. And, and like, do you want to think about it some more? I'm like, no, that just will delay it. Like two weeks from now, I'm, I'm giving my notice. I'm not going to be here. 
And I, I haven't looked back. I've been completely self-employed ever since. Mm. I really am thankful for the desktop publishing course I took for three and a half months because that's what's mm. gotten me uh, through everything. But, but I've always been kind of, I almost call myself a problem solver. Like I look for things that aren't working and I try to optimize it and I try to automate mm. it. And I've been very lucky in my path. Like when I started getting to websites, I worked with a real brilliant programmer and we were doing automation in 1999, 2000. And it really blew my mind. And it just sort of showed that there's possibilities and there's maybe an alternate route than what's the norm. And I think, isn't that the really the spirit of a DIY artist is Absolutely. really kind of create your own path and go against the grain. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's just sort of been ingrained in me for a long time. Fantastic. Touching back on Indie, Indie Weekly, the, the, this week's, I did notice that this week's topic was also about mental health. So what, what got talked about? Because that's, that's a, a big topic for this podcast as well as mental health. So I was just interested in what you guys talked about. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting. Like Sarah Guppy, our guest uh, from Gig Life Pro, shared her personal story. And, you know, really talking about methods on, you know, maybe sometimes it's good to take a pause. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have to be online all the time. We do talk because everything's digital, but doesn't mean you have to be all the time. And I think really getting to know yourself and what are maybe some trigger points or what, like really taking gauge of your energy level. Mm. Because there's times where you could be like, oh, this isn't really working. And we kind of grown up with like, ah, just push through it. And maybe pushing through it isn't the best method at that time. And maybe it's like, take a break. Maybe it's the opposite, like turn the computer off and, and take a break from it. Um, so, so we did talk a, a lot about that. And as well, you know, it's the kind of thing that's really important that we connect with each other right now. And, mm. you know, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple tips that I, I kind of have been repeating and one is, if you can, each week, talk to or reach out to people. Just do a check-in. How are you doing? I'm not promoting anything. I'm not selling anything because most people in the music biz is always, hey, buy my stuff. Here's a video. Hey, here's the latest single. And, and, and maybe it's the opposite. It just go, hey, how are you doing? And just checking in. Uh, opening a conversation uh, maybe with people that you haven't talked to for a year mm -hmm. or have that person that you're like, oh, I've always meant to get in touch with them again. Well, maybe now is the time to do that. Um, and then another thing that I try to say is that if you're on social and you're just thinking of like putting a comment that might be negative, just don't, mm -hmm. you know, just why, why bother? And And I think if we kind of slow down on some of the negative comments that are going on and in, in the dialogues that it doesn't kind of encourage other people to jump on it. Absolutely. Because that's one thing I think is happening a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, they said that sucks. Yeah, you're right. It totally sucks. And here's why it sucks. And other people go, yeah, it, this really sucks. And like it could just like turn into a thing where well, I just go, hey, not my thing. That's cool that you did it. Right. You know, and, and, uh, I think I think if we start leading with positivity, greater things can happen out of this. And uh, I got to say, on our own personal journey, the Indie Weekly thing, it was really just sort of an idea to 
stay present, but also do some marketing because we had actually canceled Indie Week last year. Not like saying we're not doing Indie Week. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, we are and we're way behind in telling people about it. So Indie Weekly was just a mess, a way to get connected with people. But it's been so rewarding because we get the same people that show up every week. They're the same people that participate. And we've actually built an online community and we see them supporting each other outside of Indie Week. Mm. They become friends. They, they're helping each other. They're collaborating. Some people are uh, remixing each other's songs or singing on each other's songs or helping promote each other. And wow, that, that's just a great thing. And I think that we're just on the tip of the iceberg and I think so many more things can happen. And I think it's, it's important for community, like people that are, Hosting events also, I think, need to be leaders and help direct mm-hmm. people forward. And, and and I think a lot of what we've seen last year was artists sort of not sure and not clear what the direction or the narrative is happening through COVID. And a big part is when is this going to end, when I can get my life back to normal. And this is a start of year two. We're seeing it really affect people. and 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 so... We feel it's our duty to to be here as a as a you know place where it's safe and people can talk and you know gain some confidence in moving forward. Absolutely, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, and I think I think the other thing too is, and we touched a bit about this before, is you know it's it's I hate the phrase the new normal. It's it's completely overused at this point, but I think that the it has brought the world small. It's made it smaller. It's made people reach out and. Oh, you know, there's this artist in China that I've never heard of and, you know, maybe he wants to collaborate or something like that. You know, it's it's I think it's really it, it, it life is what you make of it and you know, you you got to deal you got to work with the hand that you you've dealt and we're in this situation so you might as well use the tools to to connect with people even though you can't sit next to each other. You know, it's it's I think it's an opportunity that we just have to grab and and make the best of. So absolutely embrace it. Like, yeah, what else do we have? Right. Like whatever situation you're in, embrace it and own it. And, and, you know, we've really embraced online, Mm -hmm. like, holy, uh, to go from canceled to, okay, we're doing a conference in two and a half months and we haven't even started building it to now we're on our third conference and we're doing every week. We're building a couple other pro- new projects in the background that we haven't talked about yet. We're busier than ever before. And uh, I got to say the rewards have been great, like just seeing the results and people are responding and people are more curious about what we're doing. I'm getting emails all the time of people from around the world asking how do they get involved. So I really feel people build their own momentum mm. and and when you get momentum it's easier to take the next step but if you don't build momentum you could feel you're going backward and it gets so much harder to go oh i'm two steps behind how do i even get back to step 1 right so i really say embrace what's happening right now embrace the technology that is being talked about and in by embrace i mean at least listen in and learn because yeah, you could easily get left behind, and it could really be hard to catch up. Absolutely, 
Um, yeah, so uh, to do my due, due diligence, since I do work for a um, screen printing company, I did want to ask you about the, the virtual merch idea and what, what's been you know discussed there. Oh, man, that's a can of worms. Uh, virtual merch. So a couple, couple of concepts to really sort of take is, well, I'm going to say first, like when people are saying, I want to get back to live shows and live shows and this and that. I was on a Clubhouse talk before and you know, there's different demographics. Mm. And I said, you know, we all remember our first concert experience. We, we really have that emotion. And the thing is, I watch my girlfriend's kids, they're nine and 11. And they've already had their first conference experience. We were at home in the living room watching a game or sorry, watching Roblox host a concert. Mm -hmm. Or it was Fortnite, sorry. Fortnite had a concert. Oh, was it Marshmallow? Head? That's their first experience. It was Diplo. Oh, okay. Diplo. Different thing. And, right? and uh, yeah. And so that was their first experience. So they don't actually know what live is. Mm. They know what online concerts are, but they loved it. They'd like, it turned into kind of like a nacho party for them and they danced and jumped around and, you know, did lighting and it was fun for them. And I, I did an experiment at Christmas then. I gave them each a $50 gift certificate for Fortnite. It was gone in five minutes. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> they bought for their avatar a backpack, a suit, a car, something for their online house. And that's what digital merch is, right? So it's like okay. I've got an avatar and I want to make it look a certain way. So mm. an artist can have a concert and be selling digital t-shirts for the avatars, hats, backpacks, all this kinds of stuff. Sometimes it could be something that gives their avatar superpowers for a certain time period, part of the game. And the thing to think about is, wow, I'm like, okay, that's a hundred bucks gone in five minutes off of two kids. Imagine when a million kids tune in. It's mm. really insane what the scalability of this could be. And then the other side is the NFT stuff that's going on right now is really crazy. And we'll see what happens with that. But uh, NFTs are the hot topic these days. We'll see that it's, it's like hockey mm -hmm. trading cards. So, so think if you had the Wayne Gretzky card, but it's, it could maybe be the motorhead or the Prince kind of online trading card. And, right. and uh, it's okay. just insane what's happening there. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's like digital art that you trade. Yeah. Essentially, you're putting us out of business. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily, because there's always going to be the physical world. Mm. And, and I think that that's, I think it's where you can integrate it mm. a, a little bit. Like the value kind of goes up where maybe it's, uh, so where, where a lot of this kind of stuff, say NFTs, right, is a collection of art goes up and there's 3,000 of them. But within it, there's these sort of sub collections. So think of food. If I put up food art, and it's like, okay, I, uh, out of 100, I put up 20 pizzas, 10 sushis, but only one lobster. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, that rarity of it drives the price up. So as an artist, you could say, I've got 10 of these shirts, two of these hats. And instead of putting a price on it, you tell the audience, bid on mm. it. And, and now it's like, oh, well, that hat to me is worth $100. And as an artist, you could be like, well, that's cool because I would have sold it for 20 
And right. And, and so it's like, well, maybe it's like every month I do a new design and I put out something mm-hmm. and now it's like, Oh, you can be more creative than you were before. And maybe you are actually getting a higher wage back because you do it through an auction, right? not a price tag. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to me, this could be a very interesting uh, model. For sure. And the promotion of it could be a digital asset that's given away or promoted online. But it's like, how do I get that hat? And there's, there's a lot of interesting uh, things, you know, like what's the release date for it? Right. What's the time the auction starts and ends? You know, imagine as far as driving up dollars, imagine if uh, like, uh, you know, Metallica say, Mm -hmm. right. So let's say Metallica says, okay, we have a one edition of this limited edition t-shirt. It's going on auction 10 AM Los Angeles time and going off auction in 10 minutes. Imagine Mm -hmm. how fast people would be trying to book that. And some people might be like, uh, I don't want, I want to win for sure. Thousand dollars. And, and yeah. so it could be really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we're heading on to something that's going to be more creative than ever before, to tell you the truth. Mm. You know, and you could probably digitize that where it's like, okay, let's say a hat making company in 10 cities. So there's one hat in each city. But now it's like, okay, it's nice to hold that one hat 10 times, but maybe it's like $1,000 each. Oh, 10 hats, $10,000. It's 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 exciting. So that's yeah, that's that's a cool way of looking at it, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's going to be ways to do it. There's going to be ways, and and you know, real merch I think is going to have more value than ever before, mm. if done properly right. and if done right. Awesome. So the I, I do a section where I like to ask the same questions to every guest, see what their answers are. What significant negative experience have you overcome, and what did it teach you? Ooh, negative experience. God, I've got hundreds. Which one do you want? <laughs> the one that taught you the most. Mm, I've got hundreds of those too. Like you get successful when you've done everything wrong. And I feel I did years mm. of wrong at times to get here. But I, I would say I, I'm going to pull a travel one since we can't travel right now. And it might have helped me right now during this COVID time. Uh, I was in Ireland. Uh, we were finishing up our show in Belfast, traveling to Dublin, went on the train. The person next to me goes, hey, did you hear about the the volcano in Iceland? Mm. And I'm like, I'm in Ireland. It, what does that matter? He's like, well, there's no flights going out because of volcanic yep. ash in there. And we were stranded in Dublin for mm-hmm. a week. I remember. And, you know, when you don't have a budget for seven extra days in one place, uh, one band was supposed to go off to mainland Europe and tour. We didn't have hotels booked. Just we we learned to adapt on the spot, and and we also embraced it. So like we're here. Why should we be angry mm-hmm. about it? Let's still have a good time. And and I think that you know that's helped me in a time of COVID, for instance. For sure, that's awesome. Actually, yeah. Funny thing, my my wife was in uh, on business in. Uh, was that Guatemala? I think it was Guatemala. She flew down to for business, and as she was landing, that volcano erupted two years ago. So she was like filming the eruption as she landed, and then they closed the airport. That was that was awesome. So, yeah, 
it's it's a it was the eeriest thing because they like they were starting to close and the day we're supposed mm. to fly out and so we checked out of the hotel we we all this band gear and stuff and we we get to the airport and there was not even one person there that they didn't even have a person telling you it's closed there literally was just the sign you know the the classic sign of all the flights and it was just all canceled <laughs> And not even a security guard, not even an attendant. It was like we had the whole airport just to ourselves. There weren't even other travelers. It was just us. Wow. <laughs> it was an eerie thing to see, mm -hmm. an empty airport. Awesome. What major positive experience um, has given you the push to follow this journey? Ooh, positive experience. Well, also with travel, uh, I got to say that when once I've started – on the conference kind of trail, we call it, where, you know, I go to South by Southwest in Austin. I go to Sim Sao Paulo and Coma in Brazil, uh, Liverpool Sound City or Great Escape in the UK. Um, there are experiences that you take in that you could not get in any other mm -hmm. job or uh, lifestyle. And, and sometimes it's the late night, meetings after the pub after the bands and you're out for food and and that time when you're sitting down with people from all over the world and and you're having these conversations and people open up at mm. that time they, they're not like the guards are down they they're just who they are and and the music biz there's a lot of guards up there's a lot of person like this is who i am and and all that kind of stuff so, so yeah, really getting to know a lot of quality people around the world. And, you know, thankfully with technology, we're stranded right now, but we're still talking. We're still like, I'm on WhatsApp and Messenger and Instagram and, and uh, Zoom and all that stuff. And, and we're still talking. And if anything, it's, it's really helped continue because been able to ask people, hey, could you help me with this? Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier. So as any week, we've been able to do a lot of this through the help of our friends. And uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a, a real exciting lifestyle to, to have. And I can hardly wait to see them again in person at these conferences. That's killer. Uh, last question is, what does music mean to you? Ooh, what does music mean to me? I got to say everything. Like one of some of my first memories was sitting on a piano bench next to my grandfather as he played ragtime. And the experiences of listening to radio as a teenager, going to really memorable concerts and those kind of performances that are once in a time, lifetime. Music is something that touches everybody, no matter what age, you, you know, uh, it's a coming together. And, and we, we, we're, the dialogue right now is saying that, you know, so many people like we miss music so mm -hmm. much. And, you know, talking about venues being closed, Sometimes we say to people like, okay, cool. Imagine turning on a TV and never hearing music, no commercial having music, a movie not having music. It, it, you just can't fathom it. Uh -huh. It's, it's part of everyone's life and culture, right? Like uh, when I was in college learning different cultures with music, like Italy's background in music is very prominent mm -hmm. in Latin America. You've got salsa and merengue and cha-cha and all that kind of stuff it's it's uh yeah i just 
it's a it's a a great thing to have and and you know it's a personal thing like i discovered this artist this is my favorite song and then it's a sharing thing as well as like uh it's a beautiful thing so i'm very lucky uh to be a part of uh this industry and uh i'm looking forward to continuing on uh and hopefully like i say helping others as well along the way fantastic thank you um so yeah let's just uh just recap when is Indie Week and how where do you go to sign up? Sure. Well, first it's Indie 101 coming up April 20th to 24th. And then Indie Week is going to be second week of November. Mm-hmm. We haven't nailed the exact dates. And then next year we do it all over again, starting with screen by screen in February. And it's uh it's it's exciting because now we're producing multiple conferences, not just one. And uh I, I really do invite everybody to come check it out because the response has been overwhelmingly positive and and people are making connections uh new business opportunities are being made and if anything new friendships and and new relationships that like i say can help you out along the way for sure uh and i'll link all the uh the website and everything where where to sign up yeah like we said 40 dollars until april 6 this will come out next tuesday so you'll have about a week to to get that uh early bird and then it goes up to 60 bucks 60 bucks yeah and then finally i'd like to ask everyone usually their own song but if you have someone you want to give a shout out to uh what song would you like to play at the end well this is some good friends of mine there's a band called sumo psycho they were a band that we took to Ireland for the first time. They ended up touring Europe many times. They were just about to go on tour and release a new album when COVID hit. And of course, getting stuck at home. But they, they just released a single uh, called No Surrender. And to me, like I messaged Matt when it came out and I said, man, this is like the best song you've released. So if anything, please give a listen to Sumo Psycho's No Surrender. All right. We'll play it at the end. So. Uh, This has been fantastic conversation. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Continued success, and I'll I'll definitely uh, see you during the conference. Thank you. I I always love having having these chats, so uh, it's always enjoyable. It's always fun, and uh, anytime you you want, hit me up, even just outside of all this, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at Indie 101. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, as this really helps get the word out about the podcast so that other musicians can benefit from the awesome knowledge that my guests are sharing. The more the musicians community collectively learns, the stronger we will all become. A rising tide lifts all ships. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Sumo Psycho with No Surrender. Just keep your composure Not any sudden movements now Hold up, don't show your emotion Don't start a commotion They sense your tense, relax somehow Chain reaction is getting traction Waiting with bated breath for the word from the faction Will you jump into action? Are you overreacting? Hold up, assess the situation 